two of the What We Talk About When We Talk About Mind podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be interviewing Daniel Santos, who's currently a swimmer at St. Francis College in New York. He's originally from Sao Paulo, Brazil, and he speaks Portuguese, Spanish, as well as English. And today we're going to discuss what he talks about when he talks about mind. And for this episode and all those moving forward, we're going to be doing something a little bit special. Whilst interviewing each guest, I shall be wearing one of these special hats that I had manufactured. You cannot find these hats in the stores nor on the internet. I had these custom hats made with a special word imprinted on the top of the cap. And in each interview, each unique hat is going to represent the word mind in a separate language. And in each subsequent episode introduction, I'll be introducing the hat as well as the word, and just a little bit of interesting information about that specific word and what culture it comes from. So in this case, we have the word nos or nous. It comes from Homeric Greek and it lasted up through the classical period. And in some instances, it's actually still used today in the Greek language. And the word translates like all others, translates as mind. But this is a very special word because it's extremely close to the way that contemporary English speakers use the word mind. So nos comes from the Greek word noen, which means to see. And this means that the word has a very close relationship with the modality of vision. For example, in Homeric epics, such as the Iliad and the Odyssey, more so the Odyssey, you'll hear expressions such as Zeus holds Odysseus in his noose, which means that he keeps watch over him. And I'm very excited to wear this hat, as well as some of the others in the episodes that are going to be coming up in the next few weeks. Okay, so tell me, what is your native language? My native language is Portuguese. Okay, so uh, Portuguese, and which... Uh, just so just so a reader can can understand portuguese is similar to spanish but it's different in some ways correct exactly it's very like it's very similar but some words you can get confused sometimes so um it's like for us portuguese um it's very like easy and if someone talks in uh, spanish we can understand something but if someone um speaks only spanish they cannot understand us. Really? Yes. That's that's it's interesting. Tricky. It's tricky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's kind of like that with um I noticed that Russian people can understand my native language, which is Serbo-Croatian, but I can't fully understand everything a Russian person says. So uh, it's kind of amazing how it works one way. Uh -huh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, you already mentioned that uh, that you're a swimmer in college, and you mentioned that you're from Brazil. But tell me, what are you studying at at, at Saint Francis? So I go at Saint Francis. I'm a swimmer over there, and uh, I'm majoring in uh, economics with a concentration in finance. Um, oh, very cool. Yes, it it was very difficult for me uh, in the beginning when I was a freshman, 
uh, because I didn't know um, what field I, I was like going to study, you know. But as long as like the time goes, I, I figure out that like I really like economics and finance, so I'll, I want to go to this field. Sure, and it doesn't I, honestly, I don't think it gets talked about enough, but. I'm assuming that you that you really had to start practicing to use a lot of English when you got to school here. Is that correct? Exactly, exactly. When I when I first start, I went to Oklahoma Baptist University in mm -hmm. 2019. Uh, I spent one year over there, and um, and then I transferred to San Francisco, New York. Um, my first three months in Oklahoma, I didn't speak like a lot of English. So like I was really struggling with everything with the like the accent, the the way that like the people talk over there. So <laughs> yeah. it's really difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a lot of American native English speakers, they say college is hard, but uh, but for you you had to you had to basically learn the language and pick up everything that's that's a whole new level. Exactly. So let's get let's get into it. So in Portuguese, uh, in Portuguese, how would you uh, like? Where do you say that a person like does thinking? Like where does where does thinking happen in your in your body if it happens in your body at all? I mean, right now that I have three languages because I speak Spanish too. Mm -hmm. um, my for me is like was uh, a unique um, situation because my first language. Uh, it was English because my dad speaks four languages: mm -hmm. uh, English, Portuguese, Spanish, and French. Mm -hmm. So the first language was uh, English first, and then um, at the school I was I was uh, living in, in Brazil still. So um, I was going to school, but I didn't speak Portuguese at all. So the teachers over there they started complaining about like um, the situation. So like I have some homework and. The teachers was like, uh, "Can you do this, this, and that in Portuguese?" And I didn't understand like anything. So I'll, if then the the, the teacher says like, um, "Do this, do that in English," then I would do it because it was my first language. And then I stopped. Uh, then like the professor started complaining about my dad, my family, and my dad stopped the the English and then introduced me the Portuguese. And then like after some years, I got back to English. You know, uh, <clears throat> well, we probably won't include this part in, it, in the in the final, but because these are very personal things, but this the, the, this issue of picking which uh, uh, picking which language to speak. Um, actually, you know, it, it's actually a very important topic. It's worth talking about this issue of uh, how language develops when you're a child is extremely important. And I moved to the U.S. when I was uh, when I was about uh, six, seven years old, and my native language was Serbo-Croatian. But what happened to me was when I was seven or eight, I started stuttering. So I would go duh, 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 duh. and everyone in my in class, they thought I was uh, they thought I, I had a de developmental problem. So my parents had to pick one language, you know, for me to pretty much speak to, that would that would dominate because it's a big deal when you're a child and you're exposed to many languages. Yes, but but if you could say like, like, what is the. Uh, uh, 
do you, would you say in Portuguese or the way you use uh, the way you talk about thinking, would you say that thinking happens in your head, in your heart? Do you think the brain has anything to do with it? Like, how would you, how would you say, go, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I would say in the beginning when I was uh, in Oklahoma in 2019, uh, at first, uh, I was thinking in Portuguese and then translating and saying in English. So like in my head, I was like saying like, how, how this sentence will be um, in Portuguese first. And then I would like translate everything and say it in English. But right now, after like two years, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I would say like I was talk most like in English first because like it's automatic for me, I would say. You just said, uh, you just said that uh, thinking go, uh, you would you would think about things in your head so you so you you believe that thinking happens in your in your head in my head yes so but 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 not your heart thinking has do you believe that thinking has anything to do with your heart that's a really good question i, I never thought about that because have you ever heard of a phrase that goes you have to know it by heart or i know in my heart it's kind of strange because because uh, uh, it relates to it relates to people using uh, the word heart when they're talking about uh, things things related to thinking. Do you ever find yourself using the word heart related to thinking? No, never thought about that before. Okay, all right. <laughs> and uh, so, what are the uh, in Portuguese? What are the words for what would be the words for mind? For mind, we say. Um... We can say like um, intelligence, or we can say cabeça, we can say cerebro. It's like What's different that? ways to say like, we have a couple ways to say it. Okay, and uh, what would be, uh, can you think of any expressions that would indicate that somebody's confused? So for example, uh, in English, we might say I'm, I'm lost in thought or, that, that hasn't crossed my mind. Do you have uh, Do you have any expressions in Portuguese and literal and a literal translation? Oh, so like if we can say this too, like uh, we are lost in mind. Me perdi no meus pensamentos, but literally means um, I I'm lost in my uh, thoughts. I'm lost in my my feelings. Okay, yeah. and to you, what is the what is the difference between thoughts and feelings for us feelings it's more like a, a sentiment sentimental um situation so if you have some effect or you attract someone it's more to feeling and uh thoughts um it's more like a rational thing so if you um thinking about something you're doing your homework your math uh test uh, it's more like a thought, more like a thinking. Okay, so it has to do, the difference is uh, the rationality and logic has to do with, with thoughts. And would you say that desires and sentiments have to do with feelings? Yes, I would say that. And so what are some, what are some expressions you might use to say that somebody has gone crazy? So for example, in English, we might say, somebody's lost their mind or somebody's out of their mind uh what, what would you say in portuguese if somebody's behaving kind of foolishly 
Well, it's very similar to Spanish. You can say like, "Você está louco," like you're going crazy. Because, um, go ahead, go ahead. So you just, just you're going crazy. Yes, because when like it depends of the the conversation. So um, if if you're trying to explain something to someone and then this person's like getting lost of their mind, like it's out of context, uh, you can say like you're going crazy. So like this is related to um, to the conversation. So like someone knows um, that this specific expression is going to um, to this like conversation. It's great. Okay, awesome. And how would you describe somebody that's that's maybe very intelligent? Would you say in Portuguese that somebody is bright? Uh, like. How do you uh, how do you how would you communicate or compliment somebody's intelligent? Very intelligent. Um, we say we have like some um, know, how can I say that? Like, not goofy, but it's like some feeling. It's like some sentimental too. We can say like PhD. We can say like hey doctor, hey like um, um, hey professor, hey someone. But if you want to compliment. Uh, someone you can say um, it means uh, you're very clever um, and like think that basically basically yeah. gotcha okay do you uh, do you ever find yourself using uh, using the your sense of vision to describe somebody so for example or to describe situations so for example uh, if you're trying to explain something to somebody, would you ever say something like, do you see what I'm saying? Because you have the verb to see, which indicates, which which uses the you know vision to communicate, like to see also means to understand. Do you, yeah. you guys use the, the vision uh, modality in that way too? Yes, we use that a lot because um, we use a lot of slang too. Mm -hmm. um, people from like my city over there, Sao Paulo, we use a lot of slang, so um, uh, when we're talking or some something, we can say uh, "taligado." Taligado means um, in literally means uh, you're like um, like the lamp. It turning on. It's turn on, like turn on the lamp. It's like literally means like turn on something. But it means like do you know what I do? You feel what I'm saying? Do you know what, what I'm uh, trying to explain to you? It literally mean, means that. That's great. And that's, you know, that's very interesting because it's whole another contest. Uh, but when you talk, when you put this expression in the, in the conversation, it means do like, if you do you understand what I'm saying. Um, it, it's interesting because when I, in the, in the last, ep, in the last podcast episode with Ognian, we were talking about. Uh, I asked him a similar question, and he he told me that uh, he told me that there was another expression in our native language about uh, like uh, something to do with a light, like a switch next to somebody's head, and like clicking on. And it meant it, it was used in a similar context as what you just described. Oh wow! Yeah, that's kind that's of. Yeah, that is kind of that is kind of interesting. And are there? Um, are there any cases when 
you would use uh, you would use the stomach to describe anything anything that has to do with decision making. So, for example, in English, sometimes we we might say an expression like "What does your gut tell you?" or "You should follow your gut." Do you guys have any similar expressions like that? Portuguese? Yes, we have the same. We have the same expression though. The same expression. It means um, follow uh, follow your leads. So uh, we say "siga seus instintos." That means uh, follow your um, instincts. Okay. So what is so? What would be the so? Uh, from your understanding, what would be the difference between an instinct? Versus, like, like a rational, logical thing. Um, we don't use like follow your like guts because like it, for us like it makes no sense like follow your stomach like I mean, <laughs> but we say like instincts because it most directed to your head. So if your head is saying like you have a goal and um, this like along the way, you don't know the plan to do it. You don't know uh, what's your next step, so you have to follow your stance. So we say, "Siga seus instintos," so you can like figure out uh, something in a way. So, so it's more about. So, are you saying it doesn't have to do with the stomach, or it does? No. Yeah. No or yes. <laughs> no, it doesn't have. It, it's okay. not related. So, so it doesn't. So it doesn't actually mention the word stomach, but but it's yeah. a similar meaning. It's a similar meaning. Uh, follow your instincts, or kind of, I guess another word might be intuition. Yes, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the stomach's uh, the stomach's out then. And what about uh, sometimes when a person lacks courage in English? We might say that they don't have a spine. A spine is that you know the bone that holds you up. We might say in English, "Oh, the person is spineless, or they don't have, or they have a weak spine." How do, how in Portuguese would you talk about somebody that doesn't have courage? Does have courage? We like again, we don't say um, you don't have a spine. We say um, that means like você não tem a coluna vertebral. So. Um, when someone is not uh, courage enough to do something, we use like kind of rude uh, expression. Um, that means, like, você não tem você não tem coragem de de fazer isso, ou você não tem você não tem a bola de fazer isso. Like it means you don't have the balls to do it, and the other one you don't have um, like you don't have courage to do it, but like in a rude way. Yeah, so uh, doesn't uh, translate at all. <laughs> oh no, it, it it does translate. I believe it translates very well. Actually, I I wrote um I released a very long paper talking about where you know in the body anatomically we put things. And in one footnote, I actually actually wrote uh, specifically for. And actually, I talked about it with Ognin too. But when men talk about when men speak with each other privately, they tend to localize or they they tend to reference courage being like in the testicles. So you might say a person doesn't have balls or um, if a person doesn't have courage in English, we might say you should grow a pair. Mm -hmm. That's uh, uh, that definitely makes sense to me. It is rude. It isn't something that you would, you would use, you know, uh, 
casually at, but it is, you know, it is a little humorous and it's funny with your friends. Okay, so, so <clears throat> otherwise, other than other than thinking happening, uh, other than thinking happening in your uh, head, are there any maybe expressions that are used when somebody has a good idea, or uh, are there any expressions you use when when you just when you get a new idea? So, for example, Oldnian said that an idea would pop into his head. And this was a way of describing things. So how, how would you say in Portuguese when, when you get a brand new idea that's very novel? Um, you can say a um, couple ways, like, um, like you're very good at this. But for us, um, we, we know what we're saying because um, it's related to the conversation. So every, every expressions we talk about, uh, it depends on, on the conversation. So if you create some good idea, you can say, um, like, you're the boss, like, o seu chefe. Um, if you can um, if you create a new idea, too, like, a really good idea, you can say, você é muito inteligente, like, you're very clever for this idea. Uh, we don't use, um, like, English, we don't use, like, um, that literally means, like, you're very clever. We use uh, some, like, uh, reduced expressions, like, you're good at it. That's that's really interesting because pretty much with all of the expressions we've talked to, we've talked about now, you always made it very clear that the context and mm -hmm. the context in which it's used is very important. And this is interesting, uh, especially to me because because in English you can kind of use these expressions everywhere, uh, and the context doesn't matter so much. But uh, it, it's a bit seems a bit different for Portuguese, so that that's very cool. I'd never even considered that. And what about what about when? And what about if you're trying to express um, confusion, or uh, or you're trying to express that you that you don't know what's what's happening. Uh, is there an, uh, is there a specific expression you might use for that? Um, when you're confused or when you don't know what to do, you, uh, we say we use say um, like I don't know what to do, like literally, like okay, uh, okay, agora. What do I do right now? Or estou um, perdido. I am lost. Um, like we have like a couple a couple expressions for that. Well, like at, at first, right now it's hard to to remember. <laughs> so, th so that's that's one expression you said it at the at the that's a new one at the end. You said it, it's just hard to remember. It's hard to remember because we say it like in the situation, like automatic, you know. Yeah, I agree with you, and this is actually this is a point I'm trying to raise with my colleagues, but. But a lot of times when we use these expressions, we use these, you know, we use these very rational expressions. We're not really thinking when we use them, we just use them very naturally, kind of like a reflex. Right. Yeah, and it uh, it sounds like that's the case in Portuguese as well. Now, yeah. just um, uh, those are all really fantastic answers. I'm wondering, would you be able to just uh, discuss with me a little, a little bit about uh, a little bit about what do you think are some of the biggest differences you see between Portuguese 
and 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 English, anything related to uh, ideally anything related to like like thinking or mental language or or the way things are described. But but it, it's an open question. So any major differences in general? Well, for for me, um, some like Portuguese and English. A fun fact is uh, some words in English it's similar to Portuguese too. Like um, intelligent, we say intelligente. Um, let me see other one. Um, yeah, I mean like for now I can only think about this one because as I said, it's, it's hard to like um, came with something. Oh yeah, facts, we say like, like this is facts. Um, we say fatos too. We say um, banana. We say banana too. Um, yeah. So like some some expressions, not all of them, but like some expressions similar to Portuguese. Well, yeah, I can say, I can say that. And what about what about in terms of uh, word order? So in English, you say I walk the dog and the verb always has to be uh, kind of in the middle but what about uh, what about in spanish is the uh, is is the i'm sorry in portuguese is the is the word order different yes it's different because uh here you say um he's going to pick it up something we say opposite we say um he pick it up something in this location it's like uh, the order of the sentence is different, and this was my um, this was very hard for me to get it too. Yeah, yeah, I I can I can relate to that. In, in my native language, you use the verb very quickly. Uh, you use the verb almost up front. But when I studied classical Latin, uh, it was the, it was the most painful things. They would put the verb all the way at the end of the sentence. So it would be, it would, it would uh, the sentences would sometimes be like, to the store where all of the good groceries are and everywhere else is what I like, is what I'm going to pick up. So having the verb at the end is, is, uh, is sometimes very difficult to translate because you don't know which sentence it belongs to. Yes, that's insane. Great. And so are there any other languages you're, uh, you're interested in studying? Um, I, I want to learn French too, mm -hmm. uh, because I want to follow my, uh, my father's uh, path. But um, yeah, for, but for now, like I'm really focusing only in English and Spanish. And um, like in the future, I will, I think like try and learn some. And for... And, and for a finance background, the Spanish will take you really far because it has a lot of uh, the Spanish and Portuguese will take you very far because it has a lot of coverage and uh, uh, to do business in a lot of places. Exactly. And uh, just I guess one last uh, bit I want to uh, ask here is so what's uh, uh, what are your next uh, what are your, your plans to, to do next once you once you finish school? Well, it's a really hard question <laughs> for an international student, but um, with the COVID, with the pandemic, um, uh, I think um, we, we're lucky, like in, in these terms, we have like one, 
good thing that happened for the all the athletics, all this like the NCAA swimmer uh, athletics um, uh, in general. So we got one more year uh, of uh, eligibility. So um, I was planning to do my master's in finance too, but before before the COVID, uh, I wouldn't have this uh, one more year, and so. I was just going to finish college here and go back to Brazil, though. But with this one more year, I'll, I can, I'll, I'll be able to start my master's and talk to my coach. So like, I can get one more year to finish the master's and start like um, start my like research or start my business or start uh, my new employee. That's that's fantastic. And it, it sounds like you, you've turned a difficult situation with COVID and being an international student into an yeah. opportunity. And there are more schools now that are offering that are offering this path to get a master's immediately right after. And this is very this is very important because uh, getting that master's degree, it gives you a huge gives you a huge advantage. And it's not something that everyone else has. Uh, it's not something that everyone else has. Done. So I think that's a pretty good plan. It's a very creative, unique way of taking advantage of your additional year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. I know it's pretty bad that what happened like with the COVID and everything, but it benefits us, all the like the the athletes, like so like uh the seniors who's gonna graduate uh when COVID happens, they didn't graduate like at all. They, they just like have some Zoom meeting and then uh, receive like the, uh, the certificate. Yeah, the diploma. This, this, this was like this was not fair like for all of them. So like they extended like one one more year for like all the students. So like this was like really good for for me and like for uh, for for the other ones too. Well, good, good. I'm glad that it glad that it worked out for you, and I'm really glad you took some time to 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 speak with me about this. I I've never actually interacted and got to talk about this with anyone that spoke uh, Portuguese so it's very is very interesting and, and novel.